So, welcome. Might want to turn that down. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Kyle to you. This is Kyle, and this is Brandon Reed, and this is our guest, Alex. Are we saying your last name? Yeah. Ingram. Alex Ingram. Alexander Ingram, a.k.a. Alex. So there's a bunch of you guys here, which is awesome. We're ready to start this conversation. Today's topic is transgenderism. Transgenderism. Is that a, that's a thing, right? Or is it transgender life or something? I feel like saying um, transgender yes. life would be... Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just easily distracted. Yes, so me too. So you gotta keep it. me on track. But yeah, no, I feel like You're maybe transgender phone. life would be um, a better way of phrasing it. Okay. But I'm not sure exactly per se if it's wrong. Okay. I'm still a little bit new to the community too, so... Here, let's move a little bit. Okay, wait. Are we the doing this? Way. The other way. Okay. <laughs> Musical chairs. <laughs> We're just trying to get all of us in one shot for you. Uh, there's a bit of a delay. Bran, stay close to me just because I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean hump my leg, but uh, that's for later. Um, uh, okay, so there we are. Now we're all in the frame. So, welcome, guys. Uh, today we are talking about transgenderism. Mad, feel free to, f- to invite whoever you want. We have live viewers here discussing. We have live viewers watching who won't be discussing because they're watching on TV or whatever, and uh, we won't be able to. They won't be able to submit questions, but you guys can. And this is a topic that is becoming popular. I don't know if is the word becoming. Um... I would say it's just becoming more aware within the mainstream media. You know, it's. Before, even though we were talking about queer issues in the sense of, like, gay marriage and same-sex marriage and stuff, like, we were only focusing on the sexuality aspect of the LGBT community. So, I feel like, finally, the gender identity portion of the, you know, the transgender portion of LGBT is finally being addressed. Okay, that's a great way to put it. Couldn't have put it any better. I lost my shoe, but you guys can't see, so it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Very inappropriate. Uh, So, Alex put it succulently no wait that's not a i'll take it i'll take it take it take it put it succinctly that's the word i was looking for succinctly uh you know it is becoming more mainstream not that it ever shouldn't have been but it is becoming more there's more awareness in the public sphere which i personally attribute to and i could be totally off base but i personally attribute it to people like caitlin jenner and the lady from Orange is the New Black. Yes. Cox. yes, 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 yes. I mean, for me, I think like Caitlyn Jenner, Laverne Cox, and Janet Mock would be like my top three trans um, transgender people in the media right now. Who's who, the last one? Who are um, really like braving the way? Sorry, I had no, to no, no. You're fine. <laughs> finish my train of thought. No interruptions. No, um, of course. Janet Mock is a. Um, is basically an activist. Uh, she's a writer for like Marie Claire and whatnot. She's a journalist, and she just put out her memoir, um, Redefining Realness, where she talks about her transition to becoming um, a woman throughout her life. Okay. All right. Cool. So we'll we'll put the link up for that book. Definitely. And Maybe. Janet Mock, you said. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let's explore this topic. There's things that people want to know. You guys 
ask questions. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. Um, sometimes <laughs> that get us in trouble. Sometimes uh, not. But it's always great conversation, so we're always up. Hey, KJ O'Neill, one of our biggest fans. Oh, Jesus. Excuse me. This is why we shouldn't drink on the show. Uh, what happened to the show with Jazz? Okay, I know what show that you're referring to, but I didn't hear anything. Um, you're talking about Jazz Jennings, right? Um, the <laughs> okay. The trans the transgender teen girl who had a show that was similar to Caitlyn Jenner's. Um, but as far as I know, nothing happened to it. I'm so right. sorry if <clears throat> if they if it like got canceled or something. I haven't heard about it yet. Okay, um, so this was a reality show or something. Yeah, it was basically sort of like um, a documentary-esque show going through the life of um, Jazz Jennings, who is a um, transgender teen girl who came out really early on, and she's transitioned for like pretty much the majority of her life. She's lived as a girl, even though she was assigned male at birth. Okay. So it was going into that. All right, so let's start with the basics. You and I have talked about this on our one-on-one, -on -one, yes. but since we're live, there's a lot of people watching uh, that may have no idea. Um, what exactly is transgenderism, tr transgender? What is cisgender? Okay. Um, transgender is basically the idea that um, the gender identity that you like identify with is different from the one that you were assigned at birth. So like, for example, I'm transgender because I identify as being male or more masculine versus the fact that I was assigned female at birth. Um, cisgender is just the opposite. It's basically like um, if you identify with the gender identity that you were assigned at birth. So, you know, when we have these discussions, it's always good to have a term for the opposite of what you're talking about, such as like we have um, heterosexual being the opposite of homosexual. Okay. So cisgender is people that identify with the gender they were assigned at birth. Yes. Transgender is people that I... That don't identify with the gender that they were assigned at birth. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm getting good at this. Uh, I'm learning a lot. Yeah, awesome. I'm learning a lot. And if you are, that means that right. other people are. Mm -hmm. He's a slow learner. Affirmative. Hey, slow. Alex, do you feel that hypermasculinity is a big issue for trans men in particular? This question is from Sar Green. Absolutely, yes. Like, Hypermasculinity in general is a problem for all men, you know, thanks to patriarchy, but especially trans men because, you know, we're forced into um, this this way of presenting that the only way that we can be real men is to identify perfectly, to get every single surgery out there, to, right. you know, pull on that toxic masculinity and to start treating women the way that a real man would treat them and stuff and just basically perpetuating misogyny. And it's just like anyone outside of that isn't seen as a real man. And so it's like you really have to kind of be a feminist and to um, sort of want to work to take apart the patriarchy in order to be a trans ally because a lot of trans men are actually quite feminine and that's okay. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> you're like an advocate. Well, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, you're like, he's so great and smart. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> So, explain this idea. Our culture in particular, uh, as well as the Latin culture, have a very, although ours is starting to blur, um, 
but traditionally we have a very hyper masculine society society yeah and where men that aren't as masculine uh thought as masculine ones that don't play sports you know right. uh has nothing to do with their sexuality or even their masculinity. It has to do with the fact that they don't like sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we have kind of lived in a society, and I, I believe that that's changing, where the lines are blurred. Their lines are beginning to blur. Yeah, and I think the problem with stuff like that lies in the fact that, you know, if you're seen as a man or if you want to be masculine, you have to do these things otherwise you're seen as feminine and therefore inherently inferior so really to be able to you know talk about trans you know trans life and be able to sort of become more accepting i think that we really need to break down the gender binary within our society and to say hey you know um men can like feminine things girls can like masculine things you know and then you know everybody can pick their gender identity and express it in the way that they want to express it and nothing invalidates that Right. So that, you know, you don't have this sort of like inferiority complex or anything like that where one gender is seen as, you know, superior and one is seen as inferior. You're, you have you just see sort of like gender more on a spectrum mm-hmm. where people can pick their places and everybody's place is okay. Right. That's what we need to move towards. Right. Really. And it's happening with sexuality too in the fact that, you know, psychiatrists or, or psychologists and researchers, sociologists all know that sexuality is on a spectrum. It's not gay by straight. It's, uh, you know, on this side of the spectrum, 100 times out of 100 times you would have sex with men as a male, uh, which would be homosexual. On this side, the opposite side of the spectrum, zero times out of 100 times you would have sex with a male as a male. And then everyone else is somewhere in between. It's not as simply black and white as gay by straight. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. And also I have to put a shout out to the fact that, you know, <clears throat> sexuality doesn't have to be purely about, you know, who you're having sex with. Right. You know, your romance, sort of like your romantic identity has a part in it too. And that can be divorced from your sexual attraction. And you might even ex- not even experience sexual attraction and stuff. So like, however you define it. Right. It's it's all shades of gray. Yes. <laughs> and, and that's the problem with traditionally our society in general is that we're always looking to define things with a single word and the problem with that is that nobody can be defined in a single word i mean you look at bromances which is like a new (laughs) hot term today well in certain cultures that could be considered not the straightest thing in the world um and probably in ours a hundred years ago was probably considered that you know but today uh, there is a gray area which I think is becoming more acceptable because people are starting to wake up to the fact that one word doesn't describe it. Yeah, and I think in part that is also played into the fact that we are working towards having, um, you know, sort of blend the lines with gender, gender binary that we're starting to be a little bit more inclusive because I feel like terms like bromance and skyliner, things like that are sort of um transition turns you know mm-hmm. to get men comfortable like cisgender men more comfortable with expressing their like feminine side without it being deemed as you know inferior mm-hmm. so i feel like that's in part just due to 
our society transitioning towards allowing men to showcase their emotions, allowing men to be, you know, a little bit what we consider female right. without it. Right. You look at somebody like, are you familiar with Jaden Smith? Yes. Who is, you know, Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son and Jada Pinkett's daughter. Or, uh, J- Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's son. He just did a uh, high-profile... Um, like a photo shoot he's yeah. the face of uh, I forget what brand it's a woman's uh, traditionally right, right. women's <clears throat> brand and he's wearing all traditionally yeah. female clothes what we would consider or something what was it feminine yeah. yeah it was something it was a major major brand yeah. woman's brand yeah. and to be honest when I heard of it it was my preconceived notions and I'm like what and then I looked at it and I was like this looks great you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then I'm thinking, wow, like he's really cool to be brave enough to do that, you know? Because that does take balls, right. <laughs> not to, uh, but yeah. you know, it takes gravitas. Well, I guess that's the same thing. Yeah, you always have to have your trailblazers to sort of, you know, be the, the first person to do that. To right. Sort of take a, that step forward and say, you know what, this is okay now. Yeah, yeah, and. That circles right back to Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox and yes. Justin, Justine and Mock. Janet Mock. Janet Mock. Uh, that really are trailblazers in their own way. I, you know, to me, trail, uh, trailer. Uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I don't know why trailer came to mind. Trailer Jenner. Yeah. But... Um, is kind of the biggest groundbreaker in the fact that. This was a traditionally masculine man's man yeah. in the American culture who has now transitioned to what she feels like she always has been and is now free to do that. Yeah. And, you know, the Kardashians are, like it or not, are huge uh, influencers. And for Caitlyn to make that jump... Uh, meaning make that jump over the scariness of the potential consequences was really brave. So I can't hate on her for that. For lots of other things I can, but not for that. So uh, that's, you know, I think that's really a great point. Hopefully that answers your question (laughs) like 20 minutes ago. Uh, So explain what gender binary is. Gender binary is basically the idea that our society, we want to, like, sort of separate and see things as black and white. So, like, we only have two genders, male versus female, in our society. And we attribute traits to either side of these genders. Like, you know, you see men as being the breadwinner. They're supposed to be non-emotional. They have to be strong. They have to be into sports. They have to do this, that, and the other. They have to be dominated. Or they have to dominate. dominate. <laughs> versus females who are supposed to be subordinate. They're the housewives. They're stay-at-home moms. They have to be maternal, take care of the kids, be emotionally vulnerable, you know, be subordinate to the man. And that's the society that we live in. That's the gender binary. But what we're, you know, starting to sort of figure out now is that there are so many other genders out there. You know, you have people who... You, don't fit into that binary and you know either want to transition to live as a different gender or you know just don't 
identify as a gender. You know, you have like not the non-binary genders and whatnot. So like, so I'm sorry. We're really um, starting very very slowly to cast that out. So how many are there, and what are they? <laughs> I mean, or is it not so simple? It's not really that simple. Okay, All right. because there are so many different definitions because so many people feel differently. You know, there are, are different cultural um, non-binary genders, like the you know people who are Native American have two spirit and whatnot, and that sort of a way of saying that they have both male and female, and that they're trans. But that's right. like a cultural thing. So like. To say here are the exact non-binary genders, it's really, really hard to say. Okay. And people are always coming up with sort of new terminologies to sort of fit how they feel too. And Thai, I think it's Thailand has like literally a third gender that you can pick from called like Lady Boy or something. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God. Right. Uh, have you never heard of that? I'm not sure, actually. We'll have to. We'll put that. They could have thought of a better name. Lady Boy sounds insane if that's what it is, but <laughs> it does sound crazy. Of India's third gender, and I've heard of maybe what's Indo India's? Oh, I'm it's like not, an Indian name. I'm not sure. Okay. exactly. I'd have to Google that, but um. And yeah, we'll, we'll then, actually we'll have all this up on yes. the site and stuff. Should have been more prepared. But, no, this is great. In Indonesia, they actually have five genders. So really, yeah, where you have cisgender. Their equivalents to cisgender male, cisgender female, and then trans male, trans female, and then another non-binary that's sort of seen as having both attributes. Okay. And that's um, a certain faction or a certain um, country in Indonesia or something. Okay. So this is probably a hot topic. And guys, feel free to join in with all of your questions. What I'm going to ask. And... Let us know how. <laughs> I feel like you're scared now. Oh, um, let us know I'm what, if this is appropriate, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, transgender is not married to, it is, transgender is separate from sexuality, right? Yeah. I mean, sexuality and gender is um, definitely two different things. Oh, and we just got a question from Sar Green. What can I do to make my trans loved ones feel validated other than using correct pronouns and name? That is kind of a loaded question, I think. Because I, I think it really depends on the person, you know, and everybody, every trans person, like sort of experiences dysphoria differently, which is sort of like the anxiety. Body that, dysmorphia or? Dysphoria, which there, there is a physical and a social aspect right. of it. And, you know, it's just basically the anxiety that we feel as trans people when we mm -hmm. don't, um, when we don't match up with the gender that we identify with. Okay. So there's physical and social aspects of it. And I think it really depends on um, the kind of dysphoria that your loved one, like, goes through. Um, because I feel like you can um, sort of validate them by, you know, reminding them about certain traits. Like with, with me personally, I experienced chest dysphoria. So I guess reminders that the fact that mm -hmm. I have a bust doesn't right. negate the fact that I'm male is, you know, nice and is a sense of validation. So it just really depends and you just have to be there and listen to what they have to say. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've seen quite a few men with big bus <laughs> that probably should be wearing a bra but um but that's neither here nor there uh 
so hopefully that answers your question, Sarah Green. Back to what you were saying about right. sexuality and transgender. Am I saying it right? Trans well, sexuality and sexuality and gender identity. Gender, 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 gender identity. Uh, okay, so trans uh, gender identity and sexuality are not exclusive to one another. Yeah, I would say that maybe there are some like correlations, like enough so that you can. We should still have the LGBT community, but at the same time, like it's not the same thing. Like I think a lot of people misunderstand that and they want to say, "Oh, you're trans, therefore you're gay," mm. without understanding right the difference between the two. And sexuality is basically like who you want to go to bed with, right. and gender right. identity is who you go to bed as. Is the Ooh. best way I've ever heard it. That right. is it put, really and I cannot good. take. Credit for that. I actually read that somewhere, but I love using it when I explain that. Yeah, that's because it awesome. is literally the best way to, right. to explain it. You just got a bunch of love for that. Right? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Again, can't take credit for it, but. <laughs> yeah, trans. Okay, so trans is. Sexuality is who you go to bed with. Yes. Trans is who you go to bed as. Yes. That is mm-hmm. brilliant. a brilliant. I want to say that's from Janet Mock, but I'd have to do. I'd have to do a little bit more research, but definitely that's, um, I think, what's been sort of circulating our community right mm-hmm. now is that definition. I love, love, love that. What's a tranny? Oh, wow. Um, that's We should not be using that terminology. That is actually a slur. Oh, is <laughs> so, it? So, yeah. It's <laughs> historically used against trans women to sort of... Um, oh, People yeah, really oh, didn't know oh, No, that. it's okay. It's okay. I just want to let you guys know, though, that that's not really a terminology that we should be using. Um, I thought it was a, a T-Rex grandmother. <laughs> Get it, grandmother. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I don't know how to respond to that. Well, okay. I guess I can just explain this, Wait, the slur. Yes, explain what a, sl- a, sl- uh, a tranny is. Okay. Tranny is historically used as a slur against trans women, um, basically just, it, it was just something that like hateful people would yell at them. So, you know, it's so equivalent instead of saying to... they're like a trans woman, they get, they'd go, oh, you tranny. And it was, it's specifically trans misogynistic because it's for. Um, she said nothing against transgender. She was yeah, curious. I know. Um, right. So against trans women. So I guess I would say it would be it would be equivalent to saying like fag or dyke against right. gays know, or homosexuals. You know, a gay guy or a lesbian. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and I've heard I've heard trans people say tranny. Is that sort of like a take back the thing, like when yeah. gay people might say, "Hey, fag" or whatever? Yeah, definitely. I think some of us within the community do want to reclaim it and use it but i still think it's very much a loaded term that only really people within the community should be using as reclamation versus a terminal like terminology that everybody's using right like i was at the store and saw a tranny you wouldn't that's yeah that's no but if you see like online someone who is um a trans woman using that in like her username or something like that it's it can be cathartic to reclaim it so that people can't use it against you right okay gotcha uh which makes a lot of sense in the black community that's a big topic with the n-word, n-word right yeah. that's what i was thinking of 
Don't you think if it's a bad name, then no one should be using it? Again, I I understand why people would want to, if, especially if they're trans women. It's sort of a way of, you know, taking the power back. So, like, if you call yourself a tranny, then when other people do it, it doesn't hurt like that, you know? Okay, so like it's, it's a pain... Uh... It's, it's kind of like a shield, you know, like using it in positive light to make the term more positive also but again there's a lot of controversy around it so it, it's really hard to say it's, right it's really about how you want to view the situation okay do you what was when did you first identify as gender non-binary yeah you can say that as outside the gender no i'm drinking i'm drinking green tea He's drinking Red Bull vodka. Oh, see, <laughs> and we got hearts for that, of course. Nice. Um, right. Oh, okay. When did I first identify? It's really hard to say. I feel like it was probably younger, um, because I've always like been a person who who sort of went outside the gender. Like mm-hmm. I, I was always like. I was the tomboy, if you will, basically. You were the Robin Thicke. Blurred lines. Okay, you don't identify as male-female. I personally identify as male. But also, when I was exploring my gender, I actually started um, to identify as, like, genderqueer. So, so, so it was sort of like... I feel like I've been on, like, sort of both sides. I've seen <laughs> this on Tumblr a lot, genderqueer. What, what is that? It's kind of like saying you don't identify with either gender and um you want to be seen more as like neutral or androgynous or sort of whatever combination of the genders that you feel is more attributed to you okay so what so i always thought that queer meant um some i just got the question you're a blend some people do identify as that Um, that's a thing a blend that's a word okay well, I mean, I don't... Uh, it's like a term, or... I wouldn't say it was a term, but you could use it to describe certain terms. Well, like, you do Like, non-binary you just... and genderqueer can be described as sort of a blend for some people. Got you. Um, Eduzi, you just uh, created a, a new word for the community. <laughs> when I think as you discussed, you talked about it as being like a spectrum rather than yeah, just black exactly. and white. The same um, way sexuality is. Yeah, and, any, and, and that's definitely of... how I see gender, too, is sort of like a masculine-feminine spectrum. And you can sort of identify anywhere on the spectrum. You can be purely masculine, you can be purely feminine, or anywhere in between. Can't all of us identify in some way with... Uh, please don't stop recording. Okay. Can't all of us identify in some way with... <laughs> Can't all of us identify in some way with the uh, the our non uh, assigned gender? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it's so important for us to start sharing our stories because I feel like there's a lot of people who think that they're cisgender when they are really like a non-binary gender right. and whatnot. Um, but I guess. To your original question, because I feel like I didn't really explain yes. that, and your followers might be a little bit confused. Yes, and just so everybody, I'm sure the followers know, just so you know, um, if you're new new to the show, and Mad T, Mad T Forever, you're, we love you, and E Doozy, we love all of you. Um, 
but uh, this show is kind of bounce. It's like my brain. It's like yeah. very ADD. Right. So somebody will ask a question in the middle of a in the middle of a story, and the problem is it go. The question goes away yeah. after a second. So if we don't address it, then it's like gone forever. And then I feel like they're cursing me and sending me hate <laughs> mail. So yeah. Um, all right. So back to your original question about when you started identifying. When you started saying, wait a second, I may not be... Cisgender. Cisgender. Yes. Um, I would say that was probably in high school, was when I really started to realize how far outside the gender binary that I was, and that I wasn't feeling, you know, I wasn't identifying with my assigned gender. So I came out to, like, my close friends as genderqueer, being like, oh, I feel more masculine, but I'm not sure if I'm really a trans guy at the time. Um, so I was trying sort of more like a gender neutral, a more androgynous. Um, but honestly, I'd been like that my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was like a tomboy. I played with cars more than I played with Barbies. You know, all those sort of stereotypes. I hated skirts and dresses, that sort of thing. And um, I never really played with being feminine. So when I started college I was actually like you know what I'm gonna be a girl like I I remember that yeah I'm gonna be cisgender you know like I'm no more of this like in between sort of I'm gonna try this and it was horrible I was like so depressed it messed up my mental health so much that I realized just how you know uncomfortable I was with myself and it made me really realize that I was definitely a trans guy so that's what I identify as male now, and I'm using he and pronouns. Um, but everybody's different. You know, some people are totally comfortable in that sort of in-between, mixing the genders um, stage, or I shouldn't say that's not a stage, um, as that for their gender identity, I should say. Okay. Yeah. I think. What do you think? Eduzi. Eduzi. I love Eduzi. Are you going through the process of becoming a male? Um, yes. Biologically. Okay, that's one of the... Because the it's, it's different be between, obviously, the biology and between, you know, who you, who you... The social... Who you connect with as far as what, you know, how you feel your gender is. You know, it's... it's so you mean medical transition versus right. social transition. Right, exactly, right, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of an iffy question to ask, actually, because, um, you know, for a lot of us talking about things like surgery and hormones and whatnot, right. it's very personal and it's very private. And mm -hmm. it pretty much amounts to, you know, you going up to someone at a party that you just meet right. and being like, you know what, so, yeah, balls. down, <laughs> 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 see it. Right. Like, you know, you're essentially asking about genitalia. So um, it is one of those questions that if you meet someone who's trans and stuff, like I would very much employ you to avoid. Right. I know. I know it's hard because everybody's curious. Um, and I don't but... think that it's a. I don't think people are negatively curious. Yeah. I think they're generally. Yeah, I think, I think we're obsessed with sex and right. genitalia. Born out of curiosity, but it is very. You know, the implications behind it can be hurtful, too, because it's basically like saying, you know what, you need to have certain, you know, parts, certain parts to be considered the right. um, 
true definition, yeah. which isn't true. Yeah, I know most people don't think of it that way, but I feel like, you know, in order to sort of, um, to sort of start to deconstruct the transphobia within our society, we have to look at why we're wondering about these things. Right. You know, and really dig down to be like, you know what, at the end of the day, what does this matter? You're getting right. lots of love for that. But if you, and if you generally care about someone, regardless of their circumstance, you want them to do whatever they need to do to be comfortable and, yeah, and enjoy life. Definitely. So why does it matter? Exactly like you said. Mm-hmm. When you go up to a party, let me see, you know, take your pants off. It's insane. I want to yeah, see your weenus. Right. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's not... And I, I think you, you also have to take in mind that the majority of trans people don't have the resources to go through a full medical transition. We're talking... I'm assuming it's... You don't have $100,000 in disposable income? That's insane. Yeah, you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars there, so... Which probably isn't covered by uh, medical insurance, I would assume. Yeah, it's usually seen as a cosmetic surgery so like a lipo a, a lot of insurances don't cover it in fact this was actually a big thing was that um just recently uh the federal government added it to their medical plans oh that's awesome their insurances now cover transgender related health which is amazing but it's still it's still slow coming you yeah know? of course and mad mad t um she she said i wasn't trying to be offensive i was just trying to understand we yes, kn- we know sure. that and, and alex sense. knows that She's saying, so you know, and and us as viewers and us as public know going forward, if you just go up to somebody and meet somebody and they're, you know, and for some reason you know that they're trans, um, not to be like, you know, well, what's in your pants? Just because you wouldn't do that with, well, maybe you Maybe you would, um, but Hopefully typically, <laughs> typically you wouldn't do that. Brandon and I were talking about that earlier, actually, as we were setting up the studio uh, for our special guest. And I said, you know, we were talking about a cop or something. Brandon, Brandon was, <laughs> I think you would actually. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But Brandon said, you know, we were talking about it, discussing it, and Brandon was like, well, I think it's very natural. He said, you know, it'd be like if somebody was dressed as a cop, you would ask them about, uh, well, obviously you're a cop, um, which is, I think, is a general right. a general statement, however, and, and a valid point. However, the issue is that a cop is not your right. weenus or vajay. Right. There's certain cosmetic things that you can do to make yourself look a certain way compared to your actual biology Clothing and those and types stuff. of changes. Right. right. I mean, I could dress like a woman right now and I would test look test test like hold on one second test 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 and you would look like a woman sorry we there we're good yeah exactly I mean so it's different between cosmetically what you look like what you choose to look like and who you identify with what you identify with is that okay it's, choose to look like well everyone chooses to no no no, to, to, no, no, no. I was asking uh, to what I choose to wear and you know what I mean Hold on, I just want to address, um, because we just got a comment that was like, just figured that if you identify as male, you would want to become all male. And again, I think that um, sort of thinking has to be unpacked, because again, it's equating maleness with having a penis, and female with having a vagina, and what we really need to steer away from is that sort of binary thinking. You know, that is the gender binary in its essence, is that you have... In order to identify with this, you need this part. Right, right. So, um, asking about like surgeries, asking about how far you want to go with it, and things like that. Like, 
honestly, if a person identifies with that gender and they say that they're trans and stuff, like, I feel like that's all that it takes. Right. So right. if I say I'm a uh, trans male, well, I wouldn't say trans, I would say no. male, right? Well, um, you're cis male. Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying theoretically, if I, oh yeah, so but I would if, be, if I said I am a woman. Yes. Um, do I say trans woman or woman? I mean, or I, doesn't it matter? I would say, for clarification wise, you would say trans woman right now. Okay. Just in terms of this. Okay. Um, so if I say I am a trans woman, you need to take me at my word. And she's saying yes, but how would you know unless you tell me? How would I know unless you tell me? Which is a good point. Because you see some people that kind of blur the line in regards to... Right. Uh, you see some... She said, if, if I can't ask, how do I know unless you tell me? Because you, you will see some people in your life that have long hair, maybe feminine, but very clearly are males. How do you... I think, I think there's a difference between asking about surgeries and asking um, someone for their gender identity. So, like, you don't want to go up to someone and be like, you know, are you trans? Have you got the surgery yet? But if you go up to someone and ask, you know, hi, I would like to get to know you. What are, what's your name and what's your preferred pronouns? Okay. That's the proper way of sort of understanding how people hmm. identify, you know, because then th they can tell you and there's no, there's nothing evasive about that. Right. Right. Yeah. That's actually awesome. Yeah. I love that. 